Welcome to My Spoonie Sisters, featuring stories from special guests dedicated to empowering those with chronic illness. Our goal? To connect people and provide the support and tools they need to live a better life. For those with chronic illness, our energy levels just fade faster. We must be more purposeful with the spoons allotted to us. So grab your coffee or tea, sister, and tune in as my Spoonie Sisters share stories of living with chronic illness. My name is Jenny Weaver, and well, most of you know me as Gracefully Jen. What I'm going to start with is an article from the Rheumatology Research Foundation. They featured me as a room champion. And so here's the article. Meet room champion Jenny Weaver. She's a 42-year-old mom of three who loves to paint, write, read, design graphics, as well as run her own podcast and website. Jenny was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in her early 30s. Yep, that's right. (laughs) My diagnosis journey was a challenge, to say the least. I had unsuccessful treatments and, of course, a life-altering allergic reaction as well. Despite these challenges, I would not change a thing because it has made me the compassionate and loving person that I am today. I am so thankful for the support of all of my loved ones throughout my life. They often like to enjoy camping and hiking and game nights with me. Those are some of my favorite things. My family and friends are a vital part of my life and my journey. I have an incredible support team that will lift me up and encourage me and check in on me when I am in flares. Now, let me tell you, it wasn't always like that. The beginning of my journey, I actually had people cut me out of their life because they couldn't handle having a sick friend. Or quite frankly, I think some of them thought I was making it up. All right. I decided it was time to fill a void with a group of sisters sharing their journeys and encouraging one another, of course, making each other laugh. It has been an honor creating this space and sharing stories of these sisters with the autoimmune community and chronic illness community. Despite my challenges, I remain as positive and committed as I possibly can because I want to help others. I would encourage others to not just to not get stuck in mourning the life they once had. This life is worth living and adapting to. So let's do that and laugh along the way. All right, here at the bottom of the article, it says about hashtag room champions. So if you want to check this out, the Rheumatology Research Foundation's hashtag room champion initiative amplifies the voice of people living with rheumatic disease. Each month of the foundation highlights a room champion for their work in advocating for others and spreading awareness about rheumatic disease by sharing their powerful stories and experiences. This growing community aims to show people impacted by rheumatic disease that they are not alone. So please go check out the Rheumatology Research Foundation and all that they do. And if you're interested in being a room champion, definitely reach out to them. All right, the next article that I want to share with you is called Mamas Facing Forward. Moms are some of the best advocates. Now it's time we advocate for them. And it says remarkable moms are removing barriers to research through their advocacy. 
This article was written by Emily Harari, who works as a liaison between the scientific team at MU and the patient community. MU is a public benefit corporation, PBC, which means that in addition to being accountable to their shareholders, they are responsible for returning benefits to the public. Mamas Facing Forward received a small donation from MU. Advocacy looks different for each person. You can start your own podcast like Jenny Weaver did with My Spoonie Sisters. She raises awareness about resources for fellow chronic illness warriors, also known as Spoonies. Jenny is a mom and a rheumatoid arthritis with or rheumatoid arthritis. When asked about what inspires her advocacy, Jenny shared, I want to see my kids thrive. My nearly 23-year-old, which is now 23, has followed in my footsteps in dealing with autoimmune life, and it breaks my heart. I want answers, and I want relief for her. Update on that. We're still working on that. They think she might have a mixed connective tissue disease. We'll see. Time will tell. And they shared a picture of myself with my daughter. And it says Jenny snaps a picture with her daughter who also lives with autoimmunity. She and her daughter, daughter's experience inspire her to advocate through her podcast, My Spoonie Sisters. Having a child with chronic illness can be the biggest motivation to take action. That was the case for Stacy Dillon when her son Lowell was diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease. So that is the rest of the article. And I want you to go back and hear about Stacy and Dylan. So make sure you go check out Mama's Facing Forward. You won't be disappointed. All right, next, I am going to share with you a little snippet of what I submitted to the Keeping It Real with Arthritis Stories for around from Around the World and this is from Effie um, Kaliopoulos. I'm going to pronounce her right, wrong, name wrong. I am so sorry, Effie. I am terrible. And this book is beautiful. There are amazing stories in here. If you have not heard of it or have not checked it out, please do. It is a phenomenal book. These stories from all these powerful women, they're going to change your life. All right. We can do hard things. My first rheumatologist began treating me with disease-modifying drugs as he believed I had an autoimmune disease of some kind. I had several reactions with the worst causing a seizure. Ultimately, I switched to rheumatologists after no diagnosis and my treatments had gone so wrong. The new treatment quickly diagnosed me. The new team. Haha. <laughs> the new team quickly diagnosed me with RA. We found a combo of methotrexate and Actemra to try. My body was not tolerating it. And in some cases, it may cause you to have a lower number of certain white blood cells that help fight infection. This was the case for me. After much debate, we tried Remicade. Talk about treatments gone wrong. Exposure to certain drugs can elicit an induction of pustular psoriasis. Most people know this as medically induced pustular psoriasis. I have an allergy to TNF inhibitors that we were unaware of. I share my story to help others know they are not alone and that you can still live a semi-normal healthy life with a great care team and treatments. All right. 
I have other articles I can share. I also have videos and interviews for podcasts, but really what I want to talk to you about how scary my journey was. Just like for so many others, you start out with a pain. It could be a pain in your knee like it was for me. And gradually each day, it hurts a little bit more. You don't want to complain. You don't want to tell anyone. You you feel like, okay, maybe I just slept on it wrong. Maybe I twisted it wrong. Tomorrow's going to be fine. No big deal. I don't want the attention. So you keep going. And now it's been a month. Maybe it's been two. And before you know it, it's time to talk to your doctor. All right, you sit down with your doctor. He takes a look, he feels around. He says, yeah, you're definitely having some pain and there's some inflammation. Let's figure out what's going on. But, but honestly, this is what I think. I think that you have what's called a strep infection in your joint. Okay. Never heard of that before, but Hey, uh, you know, that could happen, right? You go on three, four, maybe even five months worth of antibiotics, messes with your stomach, not feeling that great. Your knee's getting more painful. And now the other things are starting to hurt as well. But you don't want to be complaining because maybe it's just an infection and you just have to keep on trying those meds, right? You just want to listen to the doctor and do what he expects you to do. Next appointment comes. Huh, maybe I'm wrong. Let's let's do some blood work. Blood work comes. Oh, hmm, this is interesting. I think you have a, a rheumatic disease. Rheumatic disease? <laughs> what is a rheumatic disease? <laughs> I'm 31 years old. I'm seemingly pretty healthy. You know, despite I've had some kidney stones and I have a subarachnoid cyst in the base of my skull and I've dealt with migraines, but I'm seemingly pretty healthy. Oh, yeah endometriosis. I had that too, but still seemingly healthy. Rheumatic disease, that's not me. All right. He says it's time to schedule you with a rheumatologist, but you know, it's around the holidays and ball gets dropped. Information doesn't get sent in. They still don't have your file. They finally get you in on the appointment anyway. So let's see, we tried to schedule in November. It's now March and they're finally seeing you. Imagine driving two hours to see this professional. They sit you down and and they say, well, we still don't even have everything we asked your doctor for. I don't know why you're here. Imagine waiting that long to be sitting in an office and they're about to turn you away. The floodgates happened. I had lost weight and I'm talking a lot of weight. I'm five foot two. I was down to a hundred pounds. I looked like a skeleton. My eyes felt sunken in. Honestly, I look like, I feel like I looked like a cancer patient. I hurt so bad. I never wanted to eat. I didn't want to do anything but sleep. I didn't want to walk or play with my kids. Everything hurt. It hurt to even crawl out of bed. But I never wanted to tell everyone how bad it felt. 
And here I am facing this rheumatologist thinking he's going to turn me away. Luckily, he didn't. Luckily, they took 13 tubes of blood to run some tests that day. But he still, he still made me feel like he wasn't taking me seriously. I saw this rheumatologist for a year, a year without a diagnosis, but he kept putting me on different medications that he said would help me. He said, okay, a lot of these, these illnesses, they overlap and they, they use the same medications to treat them. So even though we don't know exactly what it is you're dealing with, these medications are going to help you. The first medication, I was out of town visiting family, somewhere not near hospitals, not near a doctor. I got up out of bed that morning, went to wash my hands in the kitchen, and I turned around and I looked at my husband as I'm seeing black spots everywhere, and I'm trying to reach out to his shoulder to tell him something doesn't feel right, when boom, I hit the ground. And that's all I remember, honestly, reaching for him and waking up, my jaw hurt, the whole side of my face hurt. I hit the ground hard. My entire family saw me fall flat to the ground in the kitchen with what we all believe was a seizure. So we call this rheumatologist's office and they they want me to try to go be seen or, or even go to him. Now, mind you, he's, he's probably a five hour drive away from me and, and we're on spring break and we're trying to have fun with the family. And, and he says, well, I want you to stay on this. We don't think it's the medication causing the problem. And besides you're on medications for seizures. Anyway, you, you have a seizure problem. You have epilepsy. Excuse me. Epilepsy. When did I get that? (laughs) They assumed that I had epilepsy and seizures because of a medication that is also given to seizure patients, but it's also given to people with migraines, which I had. calling all spoonies. As a host of a chronic illness podcast, nothing lights up my day more than hearing from you, our incredible listeners. Whether it's a topic close to your heart that you want us to uncover, or you are keen to show your own journey as a guest on our show, your voice matters. Living with chronic illness can often feel isolating, but through the power of podcasting, we can come together as a community to uplift, educate, and inspire one another. Your stories, insights, and questions drive the conversations we have and the topics we explore. So if there's something on your mind, a story that you are just itching to share or a guest you'd love to hear from, don't hesitate to reach out. Your voice is not only welcomed here, but celebrated. Let's continue to amplify the voices of those living with chronic illnesses and create a space where everyone feels heard, supported, and empowered. Together, we are stronger. Right then and there, I should have fired my doctor. I should have done it on the spot and found a new one. But instead, we just threw the medicine away, waited for my next appointment and for the next medication that made me so sick to my stomach all the time, I continued to lose more weight. And then the next time I see him, all he's concerned about is putting weight on me. 
let's put you on a high dose of prednisone that should help you feel better. And we need to get some meat on your bones. It'll help you put on weight. Really? That's your, that's your cure all for me. I cannot believe I put up with that for a year. I'm telling you, don't do that. I will never do that again. I will never let someone make me feel stupid, insignificant, never again. I found a new rheumatologist closer to home, met him, met his PA, met all the staff. They were wonderful. My very first appointment, I was automatically diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and he was appalled and confused as to why I had not been diagnosed sooner. <clears throat> they they started me out on methotrexate and uh you know felt nauseous every week every time I took it. We finally decided that it was time for the shots and I did a lot better. But they just weren't seeing the improvement they wanted for me. So it was time to move on to infusions and try Arencia. Arencia still wasn't cutting it. I was hopeful. So were they. So we moved on. Next was Actemra. Actemra was great. Honestly, I felt like I was pretty much in remission. I felt like me again. Except for one problem. And it's a big one. (laughs) It can lower your white blood count. And I think I said that earlier in one of the articles I read. It can lower your white blood count. And therefore, you easily, easily get sick. A lot of these medications, they're suppressing your immune system. And that is why you get sick so much easier. I didn't want to go off of it. It made me feel like me, but I had to. So here it is, late winter, 2017. They try me on Remicade. Once again, I'm feeling great. Wow, this is as good as Actemra. I feel wonderful, wonderful. But as I mentioned before, we found out I'm allergic to the TNF inhibitors. It's not super common that some people have this allergic reaction. And when it happens, you get tiny little dots all over your body. They're little sores, almost look like a skin infection. In fact, my family doctor thought I had one until I went to the rheumatologist and she said, okay, do you have any concerns before we start your infusion? Well, I don't think so, but I just wanted to let you know, I I have a little bit of an infection. Is that going to cause any problems? This is what my doctor has me on. She took one look at my leg, one look at my hands, and she said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go talk to another one of the specialists. Next thing I know, I have a room full of, I believe it was three rheumatologists staring at me. Analyzing my skin, looking at my feet, my hands, my legs, my scalp. Oh, that was so fun. Yep, you're you're allergic. 
This is called medically induced pustular psoriasis. This is caused by your Remicade. Yes, we know you feel great, but you are having an allergic reaction. And they didn't think it was a classification issue. They just thought it was this particular drug. So let's try some pony. Okay, I'm open to it. Hey, you know, same classification of drugs. Maybe I'll still feel great. I think I was only two doses into that one. Remicade I'd been on for a few months, but some pony, two doses in. It started all over again. So I go in for the next appointment and what does she say? I'm so, so sorry. This is a classification issue. Now, mind you, I don't want you to think that I blame her because I don't. She's doing her job to help me. And I appreciate everyone in this office. I would never say a bad word about them. But these are powerful drugs. And you need to understand that these are powerful medications that you are on or that you may try. You need to understand what what could happen and how to deal with it. And you have to decide if it's a good fit for you. I'm not trying to scare you away from trying them. I'm not trying to promote them either. This is simply my story and what happened to me. So remember that. (laughs) Ultimately, we decided we'd stop infusions altogether because I'm kind of running out of options. Because normally what they would have given somebody for what was going on with my skin was Humira, but Humira is in the same classification. So I don't even remember what it was, but they tried me on something I had to self-inject into my leg. And that was supposed to cure my skin, but it didn't work. And the dermatologist recommended all these creams and sprays and ointments, and they made it hurt so much more. It felt like acid on my skin. In fact, the doctors described it as a burn from the inside out. I looked like an onion peeling the layers away of pain, pus, acid, burning, disgustingness. I can't tell you how many times I cried over my skin. But I kept thinking, wow, my joints are feeling okay. Is this a trade-off? Which one is worse, my joints or my skin? Ultimately, we did find a combination of what is working for me. And for the most part, my joints are hanging in there. My skin is mostly healed. That was all happening back in 2017. It is now 2023. I do have breakouts occasionally, usually on the bottoms of my feet and the palms of my hands. They're minor. They're small. And to me, it can be so much worse. I have the scars on my legs to prove it. So now I I take my methotrexate, I take my Otesla, and I do it with a smile. And I just say, okay, what's next tomorrow? And who can I support today? Who can I support tomorrow? Who can I tell them that they can still live a wonderful life? Your life is not over. We have that choice. We have that choice to feel sorry for ourselves and mourn the life we had. But I'm telling you right now, it's not going to help you. It's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to make you feel better. 
And this life is worth living. This life is worth living. So find your why and find your way. Find those people that are going to lift you up on your dark days and remind you that it's okay. This flare may go away. This pain may go away. You may need surgery, different treatments, but keep trying. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to try those kooky things, whether it be cryotherapy or Arnica bath salts in your tub. I've tried them all and some work wonderfully. And some not so much. But it's worth trying, right? So remember, you've been given this life. Take advantage of every second. And instead of focusing on what's wrong with you, think about what's right. Think about what's right with you and who you can help. And just start from there. All right. Thank you for joining. And until next time, don't forget your spoon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. The information should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnoses, or medical intervention. My Spoonie sisters and guests will not be held liable for any of the consequences of such action or inaction. Trigger warning. Some episodes may cover sensitive topics including, but not limited to, suicide, abuse, mental illness, and chronic disease. You are advised to refrain from listening if you are likely to be offended or adversely impacted by any of these topics. None of the guests or hosts will be responsible for your use of the information contained therein. Life is not merely to be alive, but to be well. Living a life with a chronic illness is best described with one word unpredictable. Be Well's products are designed to make the unpredictable easier to deal with. Back when I was getting my infusions, I would have loved to have their adult zip hoodie. They even have one in pink. They also have everything from one-day pill holders to urgency buckets. So remember, they want to make your life a little easier. So be sure to check out Be Well.